This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Campaign podcast. Campaign podcast. I thought Liz was doing Mortal Kombat for a second. Mortal campaign. Campaign podcast. Oh, we're back at it. We're back. We're back at it. We're back at it, baby. Close your eyes. Why? Please indulge me. Close your eyes. Do you feel something missing? Reach out to that feeling. Try your best to connect with it. What is Gable seeing in their mind's eye as they're being guided through this meditation? They see, more they feel, cold and wetness rushing past them. The feeling of falling and realizing with wave upon wave that like a child who has never felt anything before realizing what these chemicals inside them are telling them and what feelings actually mean and realizing above all for the first time ever that they're feeling pain and as a great wall of blue comes rushing up towards them the desire to be removed from that pain by dying. Where are you in this meditation, this guided meditation? I think we're done. done. (laughs) I think we're done. I don't think we're done yet. I think think that Dref is and was guiding you towards like this, you know, investigation into yourself, but also Dref is going to channel some divine magic to see if he can help guide you even deeper into opening up this part of you that is closed off. Um, Okay. I'm not necessarily going to like tell you about it Mm -hmm. or tell you what I'm doing because I don't think that you would like that. But you were- Do you think I would be able to tell? I don't know. Your eyes are closed and he's like guiding you through a meditation, Mm -hmm. but he's casting the spell as he's working through this meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd be able to tell. He's never done this before. Depends on how well you roll. That's true. <laughs> this is daunting. Okay. This really? is uh, This is four, four purple? Jeepers creepers. You've just had a feather haphazardly reattached to your wing, and someone is using necromantic-oriented divine magic to try and figure out what's been going on. This is the first time anyone's seen this medical ailment before. Mm. Yeah, I'm less trying to um, 
treat a specific thing and more I'm trying to reopen and reestablish like your connection to the divine mm-hmm. using the divine. Something that I'm not equipped to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's like the worst it could go. Every one of the purples that I rolled were the worst possible result. Well, no, the, you could have <laughs> gotten two X's on each of them, and you didn't get that. Oh, X's are failures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's technically, nope, it's still a wash. It's just an even-ass wash. It's three successes, three failures, four threats, four advantages. <laughs> wow. Cool. So, Gable, what I think happens... You're being guided through this meditation. You are getting a dreamlike vision of yourself. The world around you is hot. It feels like burning, but also you don't really have enough energy to get out of it. You look to your side and you can see through the fire a sword planted into red hot ground. As you sort of unsteadily, shakily get up to your feet, you can hear a hissing. And that is water around you rapidly evaporating as you are stumbling your way out of a crater using the sword as a crutch. You look around, you see many sand dunes and dark black rocks, and everything around you is glowing with heat. And you can hear off in the distance a hissing rush. Meanwhile, in Gable's mindscape, like I think the vision fades away a little bit as another blurry vision comes into focus. And it appears to be a sky with scant few stars. And we can see out through the network that would be Gable's wings, the one feather. One of the eyes, one of the smaller eyes on the feather, starts to blink itself open. And you can see those stars above you glowing with golds and oranges, reds, greens, uh, beautiful colors uh, that dance almost like an aurora borealis. They pause for a second and we zip over to them and we can see they are vast networks of hundreds of these different kinds of eyes that focus down on the light that is Gable's eye. It quickly shuts itself and Gable is pulled out. (gasps) Yeah, as you're pulled out, Dref is like kind of dripping sweat from the exertion. Uh, You can see that like his fingers, which are like not massaging your temple, but are like massaging the air around your temples, are red and puffy as if there was like some sort of allergic reaction Mm -hmm. to what he was doing. And as you gasp awake, he pulls his hands back. Gable grabs his wrists. (laughs) His eyes like dart back and forth. Uh, He's like obviously very uncomfortable with this. Gable is not entirely present and pulls down on his forearms. They're so strong. (sighs) Don't do that again. There's something there. You can't run from it. It's obviously coming for you. You need to let yourself feel whatever is there. (laughs) No. I need to go. Fine. Go. But I'll be here. You know where to find me. The captain 
opens the door to the medical bay for Gable. Gable walks out. And Captain winks. Gable is going to their quarters and going to start packing up their bags to leave the ship. On the way, they run into Travis. Oh, at the risk of sounding rude. Stop. Just, just yeah, oh yeah, I, I look real bad. I look real bad. You know what'll cheer you up? What? Have a potato. <laughs> Thank you? Travis, <laughs> do we have enough? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You see, as quite possibly the greatest quartermaster this ship okay. has seen, I've managed to procure extra potatoes for everyone. That's on the house. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, wait, um, while Gable is walking past Travis, they take the regular sword off of the belt and sort of wrap it up in the leather belt that they had it on their uh, hip with and hands it to Travis and says, give this to Jonnet. Oh, it's so big and he's so small. Well, he'll grow into it. And they keep on walking. Wait, wait, where are you going? You don't look that bad. <laughs> walk, 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 walk. You head to your quarters, which involves, and quarters is really just like yeah, generous. hammock. But of course, Gable's hammock is kind of exclusive because they're it's big. Only, they're, I'm a big they're, they're big. They big. They big. Which is on the lower deck where uh, Jonnet is currently going over the math that it takes to navigate by star. Oh, Gable, Gable, come here, come here, come here. What? And oh, Gable no. runs over and just like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John runs over and just grabs Gable's hand and is like, come over here. Okay, what? so Spit put me on uh, navigating duty. So I'm stargazing and I'm star watching and uh, I didn't think that I would be able to do it, but I found, and he rolls out Oromar's map and then he rolls out his own map. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, what's, what's different? What's different here? In, like, this area, and he's circling kind of around, like, where... This is a Highlights magazine. <laughs> uh, well, the owl's wearing glasses on this one. No, yeah, oh, um, yeah, okay, but... What? All right. <laughs> but the leaf is also... Uh, it's a cookie. It's, oh, it's a cookie. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if uh, no, I found a spot that uh, that I had on my map uh-huh. that Oromar didn't have on his map. Really? Yeah. That's... So we're gonna we're gonna be heading to uh, to Shank Hill. That's actually incredible. Oromar's map is pretty detailed. Yeah, How but did he you? Hasn't been everywhere. <laughs> How did you? Did you make this other map? Well, I, I got it from a family friend. He would travel all over the place, and he would bring me and my my sister like gifts. And so he gave this map to my sister, and then I took this map for myself. You took this map from your sister? I. She'll get it back. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm. You should be very proud of yourself. I am. Do you know anything about uh, star watching? Um, I only know. Here's what I know. There's a quick flashback to just moments ago where you saw the heavens open their eyes up. (laughs) Anything about star watching? I would say the North Star is always a good way to find your heading. It never moves. It's very bright. Those eyes burn in your memory. Uh, Gable starts and uh, packs up their bag really quickly and throws it around their shoulder. Hey, Hey, Gable... Where are you going? We're we're airborne. Oh no no I'm uh, I um, I'm just gathering some things up. I think I'm going to. Uh, Where's your sword? 
You had a sword. Oh, I left little... it in the captain's quarters. Um, I'm, I'm think nice. I'm just gonna spend the night on, on deck. Um, are you okay, Cable? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, I just know that you know it's been kind of a crazy couple of days, and, and everyone says I look so bad. I get I it. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you, a lot happened. Yeah. I know I'm not, not, I'm not the tallest guy on this ship, but uh, my ears work just as good as everybody else. You ever want to talk about it? Thank you. And Gable bends down to Neil's next to Jonnet and uh, puts their hand on his shoulder. I want to apologize if I've ever treated you as if I've ever infantilized you. Your, your youth, there's more to you than just your age. And I want you to know how very powerful you are. You leaving? Uh... No, I'm just going to go to the top of the deck. Okay. All right. Well, well have a good year, night. Have a good life. Have a good night. Um, and you go down to a lower deck yeah. where the birds are. Yeah, going to the birds. <laughs> uh, I, like I have been doing push-ups. I'm, I'm pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go down to the lower deck mm-hmm. where your birds are. And if you truly intend to leave, you're only going to be able to take one of them. Um, I think Gable is, like, sort of sorting things through in their mind. Because all they really know is that the closer they become to people, there's something bigger than them that is following them and is a danger to everyone around them. And there's no good reason to stay. And so, absentmindedly, they sort of pet Metatron and start crying. Metatron is a bird. Yeah. And <laughs> end of episode. Birds aren't, <laughs> birds aren't great emotionally. No. Um, at least raptors aren't. It it doesn't understand what's happening, but it trusts you. So Metatron is calmed by your presence. And you take that moment to cry with Metatron. And as you do those burning eyes you can see them in your memory again and then we cut back you don't hear the rushing anymore the coldness starts to envelop you you move backwards higher 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 back through the burning light higher higher up and then you can see a brief moment before the fall even starts through all of the agony of having something hacked away from yourself, there's only one image that's left with you. It's an eye, one that's gold with a little bit of amber, where once there was so much gentleness and trust. That's the last thing you saw before the fall. And then the ship jerks, and you hear the loud gong of the heart bell. It's listing, 
It's listing and rumbling. You can hear the creaking of the old wood around you. Lucas and Flea start to panic a little bit. They're squawking. Metatron is calm as it shares this moment with you. But you can hear through the din of the ship and the loud winds outside calling from the other Ariners above. Maelstrom! It's a maelstrom! We see the Uhuru well worse for wear. There are masts that have been torn asunder. Part of the balloon canopy has collapsed, and one of the like large stacks that, that come off the furnaces, uh, which help power the ship's ability to fly, has been knocked loose. This ship is limping, as we can see uh, mountaintops around it. The men and women who are on the deck have covered themselves in thick scarves, not because it is cold, but because it is wet. You are right now sailing amongst the cloud, and the coal is in short supply. We can see Travis on the deck looking somewhat nervous as the last few bits of coal are pulled out of the ship butt. Yeah, out of the <laughs> out of the butt of the ship. No, uh, out of the cargo Asshole. bay. Hmm? Out of the cargo bay. So like the open like canopy for the cargo bay. There's somebody using a pulley system to pull up like the last bit of coal for the engines. That's it. That's all there is. How well do potatoes burn? <laughs> About as well as wet wood, I would say. And how well does wet wood burn? Not at all, sir. Hmm. We cut over to the wheel of the ship. Mm -hmm. And what does Gable look like? Oh, it's torn and tattered, baby. I think what I've noticed also is that I say I think a lot. I should say I know. Anyway, I think <laughs> I know. Uh... <laughs> Gable is at the wheel as if nothing had ever happened. Hair is is all down and askew out of the braid. And oh, the fan artists are going to love this one. Mm, real sexy. <laughs> <laughs> In a, uh, like their shirt is torn open a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Damn, she's uh, like a cat, right, Johnny? Meow. Mm. That's a different episode. Um, I mean, everyone knows that I would fuck a cat. <laughs> Everybody knows that I'd fuck a I believe we fought through the night, I suppose, through the maelstrom. Yeah. Kind of tear it, like tying down hatches and riding the sails a little Hiding bit. from everyone yes. so they don't see you. <laughs> because you're an animal. Your bones, your bad, bad bones. Um, and we've made it through the night and all kind of thoughts of escape have kind of left Gable's brain and i believe that they're resolutely focused and sort of like more resigned than anything and talking to someone i suppose yeah slam um, maybe <laughs> there was a period and i think actually perhaps still mm -hmm. uh you la you lashed yourself to the wheel you tied yourself down mm. no one else could have stood on that deck only you would be strong enough. So you have your hands like bound to the wheel uh, a little bit. You haven't let go even after you navigated the ship out of the maelstrom. Are you tired? Are you like, despite looking disheveled, 
emotionally. No. Yeah. It's been a relief to think about something else because the fates and the wind and nature are so much simpler. And I think I need Jonnet. I think I need Jonnet to help me steer. Excellent. I think you realize that. Um, but mm. Jonnet isn't there. Jonnet is right now below decks with Dref, who is tending to the wounded. And there are a few. There are a lot of men who are being treated with rope burns, uh, a lot of uh, men and women who uh, had things fall on them. Splinters uh, have unfortunately gotten into people. Would you like to draw a card to see if anyone died? Oh, yes. These are all business cards, James. <laughs> business card. <laughs> of the crew member who could die. This one just says the onion. Mm, the union. <laughs> okay, well, in my family that says onion. <laughs> Uh, the union is uh, very good, very good for the party. I think in a moment of strife, uh, when people were apart from each other, I think the crew came together. Okay. Um, despite uh, a maelstrom hitting you very suddenly, something that Jonnet has been grappling with that an experienced Star Watcher might have been able to catch, everyone on the crew did what needed to be done in a time of severe emergency. And although there were a lot of injuries, I don't think Dref lost anyone. Uh, oh, Get well. him next time, Yeah, Tiger. I can't always win. Dref, I think we're running out of... Uh, Almost everything. Y- yeah, that's basically... Yeah. I have no more uh, salve. Uh, 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 I, you know, barely have enough uh, twined to mend broken bones. Uh, this is ludicrous. Uh, it how wasn't can... supposed to be this way. I thought we had a clear path. No, no one is blaming you, Jonnet. You did your best. I'm merely, damn it, saying that we don't have enough supplies to keep going at this pace. We 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 have to dock soon, and and and, and I need. To resupply. Uh, is is there anything that uh, might maybe like some alcohol from the captain's quarters? I don't know. Anything that, that could help? No, we're fine. The situation is under control. We just, I should be stressing this to the quartermaster, not you, but we. I feel like I'm kind of doing both jobs right now. Speaking of <laughs> doing both jobs, do you happen to have the uh, b- 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 books that I might be able to t- take take a look at? Oh, uh, I can, uh, I can talk to Spit. Where would Travis have kept them? Uh, Books of great import, he would most likely have put them on the floor or the lavatory or or somewhere along those lines. (laughs) Maybe, there's probably somewhere down on the tech deck. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We need to find those and I need to double check his calculations for, I fear that, our, our, our situation may be more dire than he's even aware of. I think at that moment, Nodos pokes his head below decks. What? The boy has been requested by the cap by Gable. Mm, 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 yes. I'm fine here, Janet. Go, go, go do what you must do. Uh, Janet runs to the corner of the room, grabs his bag that has the, both his maps in there, and runs upstairs. So we're going to follow Dref. Okay. Dref, you're looking for monumentally important books that you know somebody is not treating with the import they deserve. Yes. Let's do a roll for how well you know the way Travis would think. Oh, boy. <laughs> what is this roll? Roll for monster. It would be monster. A monster. French monster. Hunting based, like streetwise or skullduggery? Yeah, I try streetwise or skullduggery. I mean, what's the check? It's going to be equally bad. 
I think this is too purple. Too purple. Average. All right, so this is even even odds here. God damn it! Another exact wash. My my second exact wash of the exact night. Exact wash. Yeah. Um. So you look over the the tech deck right now is a wreck. So it's more like a wreck deck. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Nice. It would be kind of a wreck deck at this point, and a lot of that isn't Travis's fault. If we're being honest, you navigated the ship through a maelstrom. A lot of things got knocked about. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not an exact wash. I was doing this backwards. It's two successes, one non-success. It's 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 it's, it's a threat? success and a threat. Okay, success and a threat. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. yeah, you look through the disorganized wreck that is the ship right now. Uh, most supplies that were tied down have broken loose, mm-hmm. um, which means that like things like fresh water are in short supply too, uh, simply because it all got knocked about. You look around, where do you find the book? So, or Johnny, do you want to tell us where Travis put that book? JPC did just laugh, and I did steal that joy from yeah, him. No. Is it good? Was it good? Well, I was going to say that like of all of these things, like <laughs> during during the evening as the as everything was being more jostled, the book is now underneath a table, like keeping a table propped up, like it's being used as a like a table leg, yeah, yeah, like a level to like keep or not maybe not even a table, but maybe just wedge something up. No, I love it being a table mm-hmm. because right now, like your your medical bay is full, mm-hmm. and you have been treating people just where they lie on the ship. Someone cleared off the navigation table so that they could put someone up so that you could, like, perform a quick surgery and, like, stitch up some wounds. They are right now resting peacefully on the table. Your threat is the book is propping up one of the legs that broke. So if you claim that book, it could send this patient tumbling down. (laughs) Dref stands and sees this sight, and he is seething like he's so mad i think he's so mad that he doesn't even see like the person on the table he just like in his mind in his value-based like calculation here everyone who's been treated has been treated but this uh, like our cargo records are being mistreated Mm -hmm. so i think he rushes down and pulls the cargo records like whatever happens to the person on the top of the table happens to the person on top of the table Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, slam. Was that another strong uh, wind? Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, We're back in the uh, maelstrom. I can't deal with this now. Uh, and he slam tries to get up, but he's so muscular that he can't, like, prop himself uh, up again. Uh, Dref grabs the book and, run, and like, <laughs> runs away, and he is just, like, gunning for Travis, wherever Travis might be. (laughs) Travis is on the top deck. So I think we cut to Gable as Jonnet has just jogged up. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Gable. You need to see me. Uh, Yes. uh, First of all, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You're still here. Yes. um, I feel pretty good. I just needed help with some things and I wanted yeah. I think you're the the man for the job. Firstly, uh can you untie my hands? Please. Uh, I can't because both my hands are tied. Yeah. Uh Jonet uh pulls out his knife and goes post up on the right one and starts cutting away at the, the thing and then he cuts the other one. Uh both the hands are like pretty raw and calloused, but uh 
not bleeding at all. Gable, I don't know if we have the medical supplies to attend to that. Don't worry. We oh. have other bigger problems. So I don't want you to freak out. Don't worry. We have other bigger problems. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, want you to freak out because I feel like between the two of us, we can fix this uncalling problem. So uh, promise me you won't freak uh, out. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are going to crash. What? We're going to crash. We uh, have been losing altitude for quite okay, some time. Boy, don't I, don't I freak out. Course, don't freak out. Heading. No, but I you, can't be captain of a ship that's crashed. We're going to deal with that jump in logic <laughs> a little bit later. But we're... Just because we are, we, crashing is a generous term. I apologize. We are going to come to a stop soon. And what I need your help with is to help us have a, a good heading to find a place to uh, not crash, land in the best spot. So I want you to help me figure out where we are and how close we are to civilization. Okay. Uh, Janet runs from what I like, I assume the back of the ship Mm -hmm. to the front to get to like his little outpost on the front of the Uhuru. And like, he's just like very intently trying to like scan his map, scan the, the ground and like try and piece together like what could be a landing spot. Janet, make a perception check for me. Dope. Janet, look real hard. (laughs) Keep looking. Janet squints. Um, Janet squirt. <laughs> Janet stay. Damn, should have squirt. <laughs> All right, well, should have beefed up my cunning. What is it? What am I rolling against? You're rolling against. I think this is going to be average with a black die. Is that two? So yeah, that's two, two purple and one black. Right. Do you guys think that the squirt skill triggers off of cunning? <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Uh, Casey, keep that in. Oh, <laughs> buddy. All right. So this is going to be <laughs> that is a, a failure and two threats. Nice. Okay. John it. <laughs> so I've got good news and bad news, uh-huh. John it. Good news is you found Shank Hill. Oh. The bad news is you're about to crash into Shank <laughs> <Yeah>. Hill. <laughs> uh, in this moment, he's like scanning. He's like we see like a tight on the the map pans up to see the like whip, whipping wind tight on the map, whipping wind tight on the map, parting clouds, and then just like the town. And Johnny just screams back, "Turn port!" Uh, Gable's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Turn port side. Well, actually, rolling, we can't rolling, say rolling. we can't say that word because we're using skyjacks. What is now. skyjack shit? All right, folks. We've got five comedians in a room together. Can we invent a new swear? I count three comedians. Wow. Which one's which? Mm. Mm. Spaghetti's two. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Too cute. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Welcome to the mid-roll. This is a part of the show where we get to take a break from the storytelling, hang out, and really rap together. How you been? What are your plans and dreams? I want to know. Me? You, you want to know what my plans and dreams are? Well, today, shortly after this episode is posted, actually, we're going to be putting up merch for Travis Matago in the One Shot Tee Public Store. You can find that and all of our other merch by heading to bit.ly slash one shot merch. 
Don't forget, next week on Wednesday, the campaign Twitter, at Campaign Pod, is going to post the official art for Dref Wormwood. And that day, April 10th, for those playing along at home, we'll also be giving out a preview of the official character art for Jonnet Kessler. Of course, that preview only goes out to people who are subscribed to our mailing list. The campaign mailing list will help you find out about all sorts of cool stuff from the Skyjacks universe, including our upcoming soundtrack album, any neat art releases like this, and of course announcing the possibility of any games based on the Skyjacks universe. If you're interested, head to bit.ly slash skyjackscrew and sign up today. We plan on only using this channel to announce cool stuff, so we're not going to be spamming you constantly. Folks, last week the one-shot Patreon hit 8250, which means the Bin Bon and Jubna 2 episodes are going to go public. That's actually going to start up next week. We just hit the first of the month, too. Every time a month rolls over on Patreon, they mess up our count because they start charging credit cards and readjusting the total as they do it. We're not going to have an accurate count again for at least two weeks. But hitting 8250 means that we are getting ever closer to our goal of $8,500 a month. As long as we are at $8,500 a month, Campaign is going to be a weekly show again. That means you're not going to have to wait two weeks to hear a new episode, because they'd go up every Wednesday. And that helps everybody involved in making the show. Liz, Tyler, Johnny, JPC, and I are all so excited to share this show with you, and we are very far ahead in our recordings. We want you to catch up as much as you do. Making Campaign a weekly show would also mean our editor Casey gets the opportunity to go down to part-time at his day job and start fulfilling his dream of doing entertainment stuff full-time. If you like any of the cool sound design stuff in the show, you know how much Casey deserves that. So if you like what you're hearing here, please consider joining us as a backer on Patreon. Any amount makes a huge difference to what we're trying to achieve. And before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of the people who have signed up as backers already. Vias Menethor. Thank you so much. Ike Kronsheg. Thank you. Christopher Barr. Thank you very much. Fabio Dennis. Thank you. Kevin McManus. Thank you very much, Kevin. Andre Brooks. Thank you, Andre. Claire Thompson. Thank you very much. Connor McKenzie. Thank you so much. Preston Taylor. Thank you. Eric I. Thank you very much, Eric. Jose Retta. Thank you. Stephen Holes. Thank you very much. Anna Wulick. Thank you. Edwin Everhart. Thank you so much. And Cynthia A. Lefthelt. Thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make doing the show possible, and that makes us so happy. And we can't wait to bring you more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. 
it's a what's a skyjack square? Squiff. Uh, Squiff. Squirt. <laughs> it's it's whatever you would call because you know with shit on a, a sky boat you have to like dump it overboard. Yeah. So whatever you would call something that you dump overboard. Blast. Ballast. Ballast. Ballast is. That's really funny. Is ballast. Ballast is a. I know ballast is a word. It's like it's, it's a ship word. It's a uh, like stuff you keep in there to make the ship heavy. I feel oh, like. Yeah. Oh, so you're useless ballast. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Why not ballast? Ballast. Ballast rules. So, uh, Gable hears it and shrieks, "Oh, ballast!" and turns the wheel as hard as they can. Uh, so I am going to need some kind of roll for that. Let's see. It's probably str- strength, right? Piloting. That's agility. Why did I become the pilot? How did this, this is well, not this is not amongst my skills. You're the tallest, I guess. Um, we can say that, especially given the ship and situation, like piloting. I think they mean agility for like spaceship piloting, yeah. pirate ship piloting. Like you got to turn that big old wheel. Got big old. So I, you know, I will you buy turn that big old wheel as the base for piloting for you. Well, that's not even a skill, though. Wait, uh, what am I looking brawn. at? Is it would cue off of brawn. Probably of athletics. Brawn. All right, yeah. brawn. That's three. That's three green. Three green. This is going to be two purple and a black. Jeez, James, come on. Do you want me to crash the ship? A little. Come on. Okay, we got... Ooh, there's nothing in the black oh. die. So we got... Mm-hmm. I think that's just one success. That's a, enough. That's all an you advantage. need to yeah, once prevent. Says, You're spilling. Oh no! Uh, oh, and on the wires too. How good! Old wheel. Um, Remember, if you ever want to upgrade a die, you can always like pray to a Decemberist album or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to listen to the album in its entirety, <laughs> and then I can roll again. Yeah. You can. You can. It, it has to be the tain. You it to, has to be the tain. You okay. have to quote some liner notes, and then you can. Upgraded die. You, I will give quote you, from their pitch fork review. I, you, you can use my phone. You can call Chris Funk and you can ask him if he'll let you roll again. Thank you, I appreciate that. Right. So, Gable, success. I succeeded. You succeed. So the ship banks hard. A lot of people who are on the deck uh, have to brace themselves very quickly as you turn. People narrowly avoid falling overboard as you turn away from the now more visible as you broke through a cloud bank town of Shankhill. You can see that haphazardly attached to the top of a mountain is a town that looks like it's built out of an old ship carcass with different scaffolding and ramshackle buildings built on top of it. It appears to be fairly large. Uh, Travis, it looks larger than the last time you were here. The one thing that is notable to you, Travis, the lighthouse isn't on. Hmm. Looking over the town, you can see that you are not too far from where you would have to port. The problem is you're going to need more altitude to get there. And uh, Travis, you are the quartermaster. You're currently overseeing the operation by the furnaces. You're a facilities manager. (laughs) This is your element, Johnny. I'm an office manager. How's it looking? We're out of coal, sir. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have any chairs you don't like? Um, or books you can't read? <laughs> oh. Well, I can't read any books, sir. Perfect. Bring me all your books. <laughs> well, the thing is about being a person who can't read books, 
I don't keep too many books now, do I? (laughs) I wouldn't know. Fine. I'll go get something. How much fire do we need? Tell Um, me when. Travis starts spreading his hands apart. Oh, keep going, sir. (laughs) Oh, sir. (laughs) Oh, more than that. (laughs) Are you serious? Probably about that. I don't know, sir. (laughs) Great. Well... I'll be back eventually. <laughs> As you leave the room, Dref barges in holding a large book. Perfect. Throw it in. What? He can't read it and we need fire. And books burn better than Travis, do potatoes. You know, do, 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 do you know what this is? A book. This is the this is the cargo manifest. This is a detailed, documented record of how How many people are on this ship? I don't know, like 25 or something. No! Uh, You are the quartermaster. Everyone keeps telling me that as if I don't know. Dref shoves the book into your (laughs) hands. This is important. People's lives are at stake. Well, we're not going to get anywhere unless we can burn something to get higher into the air, so... What do you mean? We have plenty of coal. Where? In the manifest... Yes, that's what I've been saying all along. We burn the book. You you have to update out of coal? Yeah. Uh, there's like, what's the name of the ensign who's working in the coal room? The person who's been in charge of the shoveling operation uh, next to Travis is Wilson. Wilson. Um, but the... Wilson. Ensign. Um, I, I mean, I can just do the shovel, shoveling yeah. person as Wilson. Wilson. How much coal do we have left? Oh, just shoveled it all in, sir. How much longer do we have before we sink? That's a different question, isn't it? I I think we should be able to maintain altitude for a little bit, but we're not rising, sir. Dref um, gives you another scowl and then uh, runs out of the room uh, up to the um, bridge. Please bring books back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess in this moment, like John, it with the hard bank, he was like kind of thrown on the on the the front statue, and so he like cr- sort of like climbed himself back onto the ship proper, and it's just kind of like leaning up on the railing of the front of the ship, and he's just very much in a funk, just like this is all my fault. Gable has like kind of guided us into a huge spiral to avoid hitting anything, but knowing that we're going down in altitude is just like a smaller and smaller corkscrew pulling the the, the wheel as far to the right as they can. Yep. I thought we could maintain altitude. You can maintain altitude, but you will start to lose it as okay. the hot air cools. Travis goes back down to the tech deck and starts prying the wood off the windows that are boarded up. Mm-hmm. Mm. That'll definitely buy you time. The problem is, like, wood is not going to burn as hot as coal. And even Travis knows that. How how do we stop, James? How do ships stop? Well, using the normal physical properties of the world around you, I don't think there's going to be a way you can reach port. However, you can use magic. <laughs> could the birds did, help lift us, too? How birds did, could also help. With. How did we get into port at... We had more coal. Wolf's too. So, like, we were just 
like maintaining Wolf's tooth is on the ground uh, okay this is on uh, shank hill is built on a mountain okay like a literal mountain oh, okay. so you need to get high enough to actually tie yourself down and you would also still need to be burning supplies while you're up there gotcha who has an idea and what is it so maybe there's like a moment where john it's kind of like sulking and kind of stewing in his grief he like snaps up he's like we need fire we need fire I, yes, I do magic. Okay, well, I, can I make got fire. a deck of cards. Oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> I can make fire. That's what I mean. I, and I'm not the only one that can make, make fire. Uh, uh, Gable, you have divine. Can you? I have some things. That, that's. Let me double check. So the way the magic works here is like um, you say you do a thing, and then you and see you if do, you can do the thing. Okay, great. <laughs> so the way magic works here is yeah, you you can pretty much like get what effect out of magic that that you want from magic and creating a fire um shouldn't be too hard as yeah. a spell uh the problem is like this isn't something simple as lighting a campfire you do have burnable things travis is is taking boards off of windows right now to burn them uh but that wood is not going to burn fast and hot enough if you just throw it in the furnace so you need to unlock the chemical potential in that wood to burn and make it happen almost all at once that will require magic that is a little bit more difficult we uh drift i need to find drift where's drift right now i'm the, we're out of coal we don't need coal what if we just use magic and uh we combine all of our magic into like a, a very controlled space um and we burn it all really really hot to the point where we can land or get high enough to land what <laughs> It, would that work? Uh, uh, it, it could. We have a furnace. We just focus everything into the furnace. It's already going to be heated up at regardless. Yes, we 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 need to burn something. Uh, and 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 maybe we could use magic as a catalyst. Uh, it, it could work. Uh, yeah, it's worth a shot. Uh, well then, uh, where's where's Travis? Here's all the boards I could get before I decided I didn't want to get any more boards. And I think uh, <laughs> Travis says this as he is being hoisted up on top of a pile of boards from the lower deck. He's like riding the line up <laughs> as uh, people around him are pulling him up. <laughs> this! We burn this! This yes. could suffice. <laughs> yes, um, yes. It, I mean, it's either this or we we, we sink. Does Travis do magic? Mm -mm. Oh, but I could try it. He's just a boy. Travis, Travis does like close-up magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the deserted magic. Uh, whether I said that or not, at some point he absolutely does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just assume <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's one a, of Johnny's characters. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, it's like Travis, uh, bring this down to the the furnace room. These boards. Well, the furnaces are oh. on the top deck. Oh, shit. Never mind. Travis, uh, bring these over to the furnace. Here? Y yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess Jonnet, uh starts, like, taking one, one by one and, like, throwing them into the furnace. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to do his best. So uh, I think while you're doing that, Dref is scribbling out like what sort of ritual would need to happen in order to make that wood burn fast. And he's, I think, drawing like alchemical circles on the ground. Uh, Jonnet 
you are the real arcane caster of the crew. It's going to be up to you. Um, oh, man. All Gable right. Gable could do something. Uh, their magic is divine, though. The way they'd be creating heat would probably be through lightning of some kind. Mm. Um, you don't want that. And, yeah. you know, it would be difficult. It would be uh, it would tall be order cool. to make be that, real cool to make that strike the right parts of the ship mm. um, and not do other damage. So this is going to be a hard arcane check. You have a blue die because you're being helped by Dref. Need a blue. There are other ways that you might be able to upgrade this. Uh, you could make a blood yeah. sacrifice that would take two wound points in addition to the two, whatchamacallit, stamina points uh, that it takes to cast the spell generally. Mm. So that would be like two wounds, two stamina. Uh, when you say stamina, do you mean strain? I yes. do mean strain. Cool. cool. Okay. I well, mean, yeah. I'm going to do the whole whole shebang because Jonnet is like, this is, he's messed up twice already today and he does not want to take another chance now you could upgrade this a second time the way you would upgrade it a second time is turn it into a ritual as opposed to just a quick spell that you're casting Uh, i feel like with as much as i feel like he's freaking out he doesn't have the wherewithal to turn it into a ritual that makes sense it's just like whatever happens this is this is the way it's got to be so then I take a two wound and two strain. Yep. Finally, the last thing that you could do to potentially upgrade this check. That's a is, lot. Y- I mean, it okay. is it is a lot. It okay. is a lot. I'm letting him know his options, <laughs> Liz. This is Tyler's turn to play. <laughs> uh, you could entreat a luminary. What that would do, you would draw one of these cards and it would help your role for the scene. If uh, you fail or if you get enough threats, you could end up in the luminary's thrall, meaning it would have influence over the way you behave over the next little bit. And that could be good. Uh, There are a lot of good luminaries here. Mm -hmm. That could also be very, very bad. I mean, with that explanation, I feel like for the sake of being interesting, I have to do that. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, That's the way to play then, games. Uh, so that would a hard is three. Yep, hard is three purple. Um, so you upgrade this check twice. What what are your dice right now? Okay, so right now I've got yellow, two green, one blue, three purple. Okay, swap out those two greens for these two yellows. Yep, so. and that's how it works. Wowzers, Bowsers. All right. There's no way this is gonna go bad. Yes, well, correct. And well. don't and that saying it makes it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Everyone listening, everything's mm. going to be fine. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my Wait. God. Hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Okay, great. You should have <laughs> said that dumb thing. Well, you know what? That's just, Dice ain't... This is all fake. All that's right. just two threats. <laughs> Wait, did we pull the luminary? It's only two threats? We have not yet pulled uh, the it's, luminary. It's a wash in two threats. Yeah, yeah so the luminary is going to have a oh, real so dramatic shit. effect on what happens Ridiculous. here. Uh, not a fan. So, a yeah. Fan. Pick a good one or else. The newborn. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. So uh, the newborn is actually great for you. The newborn is... Congratulations. 
The newborn is a luminary of babies. It's a baby, and you're gonna you're gonna have a baby. Uh, you're gonna have a baby. Congratulations <laughs> on your baby. Welcome to the Mpreg podcast. No, out uh, a baby. It's, it's a, a boy. boy. <laughs> the newborn spit and shit. Uh, does that make sense? The newborn. Cranky, cray, cry all night. No, you don't get any sleep with a newborn. Why didn't I get to rock these <laughs> Okay, a PC faced with a task might find themselves in desperate need of assistance as it calls for knowledge and skill that is well out of their control. Hmm. The task they face might also bring tremendous world-altering responsibility. No matter what, there is some real worth beyond the difficulties that lie in front of them. Uh, so I kind of feel like that works in your favor. Your eye opens up yep. once more. Um, you can feel it beneath the headband and you can see the ways in which now with your eye open, the spell is about to go out of control. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that a vast amount of energy is about to burn off as smoke instead of burn hot as fire. And now being able to see this, being able to see the shape of the universe in front of you, it's easy to edge it back in the right direction. Oh. I've seen the outcome and I am able to manipulate where I choose or where I go like in these outcomes. Yeah, yeah. No, how did you get that from what James just said? <laughs> Fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this guy <laughs> No, JPC come back. He's gone. <laughs> I think he's implying that he got on a motorcycle. I thought it was a jet ski. I thought it was a very angry deer. Either way, I'm having a summer. <laughs> uh, but with that, with that, you edge fate in the right direction, and the fire burns hot, and you can feel the ship rise up. Very quickly, the men and women around you throw out hooks and lashes to pull themselves into port, and you have docked at Shank Hill. Scotty We return once again to the audition. Spit, what's wrong with your voice? <laughs> we return once again to the audition tables set up outside the Uhuru. We see our core cast with, again, a, a large stack of headshots and resumes sitting in front of them and a long line of prospective Ariners waiting their turn to be reviewed. A young woman walks up. She appears to be uh, about 25. Uh, she has short feet tall yes feet tall uh she has short blue black hair brown skin brown eyes and she appears to be wearing a somewhat dramatic cravat with a uh reserved black and white outfit i also think they don't mention this but i think she's got a big set of circular glasses on mm. thank god she, that's where you went with that <laughs> yeah 
very We're all very concerned. Circular hoops. <laughs> she drops a stack of headshots and resumes on the desk in front of you very quickly and properly, and then moves over to the stool and sits down with a professional air about her. Uh, we actually only need one of these, uh, so if you, you can take that back, uh, the rest of these back. Thank you so much. Uh, she nods, stands up, moves over, takes the surplus resumes and headshots, and sits back down. Good, good morning. How are you feeling today? How's your day going? Good morning. I'm. Uh, she stumbles a little bit as she meets Gable's eyes, quickly darts them away, and then lowers her head to talk more to her own knees than the world in general. I'm. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Would you like a Coca-Cola? She nods at that. and uh, 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 We have also the, all the Coca-Cola products. Mm-hmm. So. Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Vanilla Zero. Coke. Fanta? Caffeine-free, caffeine-free diet. And we are in a market which includes Dr. Pepper. I know sometimes that can go Pepsi. Is, Dr. Pepper is the last indie soda. 7-Up mm-hmm. isn't an indie soda. I've never home. heard of it. We don't, we don't know what that is. In that the was context. nonsense coming yeah, out of your mouth. What's going on? Seven up. What is that? Seven up. Seven. Up what? We have more than seven types of Coca-Cola. It, it must be regional like cheer wine then. I apologize. Oh, we have cheer wine. Oh, we have cheer wine. Yeah, yeah. We all have that. cheer wine. Yeah. Cheer wine's great. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a Jones soda? Oh, yes. I love around Thanksgiving Blue when they raspberry. release the yeah. turkey flavored Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your favorite flavor of Jones soda? Mm. And then also, which one is your favorite picture on the Jones mm. soda. Uh, Fru-Fru Berry is my favorite mm, yes, uh, Jones soda. And I, I think my favorite picture was, was just of an old man holding up his hands and there was a glass bottle stuck onto each of his fingers. Uh, that's a fun one. Yeah. As though he were some sort of cool uncle playing with a bunch of younger nieces and nephews. What's your favorite non, non-Coca-Cola, non-Pepsi-Cola, cola beverage? I like a good Stewart's root beer. Okay, it's, that's not a cola though. Oh, oh ju- co- just cola colas, just cola. Stewart's does make a cola. Stewart's does make a cola, but I'm not as into it. Okay. You know, I'll be honest. Mm. If I'm gonna have a cola, it's probably one of the big two. Okay. Well, wow. that is. What are the big two? Royal Crown and what's the <laughs> other one? Big K. <laughs> Jolt. Jolt is pretty tab. good. Tab. Tab is the tab. other big oh. one. What I wouldn't give for a tab. Hmm. Anyway, what's your name? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Ejen. Sorry, Ejen Trovek. Ejen Trovek. Oh, that's a lovely name. Oh, hey, Ejen Trovek. Um, uh, what? Uh, we got a lot of different positions that are sort of up for being filled on the Uhuru. Uh, what are you? What are you hoping to, to to slot into right now? Well, I'm formally trained in accounting. Although not many settlements have it, I am schooled at the level of of, of a certified public accountant mm. in most wow. areas. Yeah. Mm. So uh, if if you need someone to keep track of finances, uh, help make sure that you're properly uh, storing and, and tracking any goods on the ship, uh, I'm your woman. So it sounds like you would be taking over the quartermaster role. I would be uh, an assistant, an accessory to the quartermaster. Uh, After I, the fact. Yes, I, I find uh, quartermasters on the ship personality plays quite a bit into that role. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't be good with with the personality aspects yes, of it. You have written down on your special skills section no personality. Could you expound upon <laughs> what you mean by no pers- personality? Doesn't everyone who possesses the quality of personage have person 
personality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lack of personality is a personality into its own. I was just thinking that, Gable. And that is why it's a special skill. Ah. Ah. Yes, we see now. Yes, we see now. Uh, So you're a certified public accountant. Can you tell us what was one of your favorite uh, clients or your favorite uh, acts of accounting that you've ever done? This This is fun for me. Um, she, while Gable is asking the question, her, her face grows beet red. Uh, and again, she, she can't, uh, make herself meet Gable's gaze. I'm sorry. Do I make you, do, am, do I, make am you I making you horny, un- baby? <laughs> I was going to say that. You need to let me finish my I'm, taglines, sorry, please. Sorry, G- G- Gable. Have I ever made you horny, baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she just sits and stammers i i don't my favorite uh client was no we asked a, you about horniness yeah. new question you know, i'll Who leave is? the room i'm uh, i'm making things much too sexual i think i'll leave and you can continue the interview uh without me gable leaves the room <laughs> <laughs> she is uh looking around desperately and confused uh like a caught criminal. She she just wants to leave. You can tell her body language wants to sit up from the stool and Sorry, bolt. I'm making everyone out here horny too. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to go to bed. It, 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 it's okay. This is something that happens all the time. Please try to focus. Maybe it might relax you to tell us all a joke. <laughs> yeah, just and go make, ahead and be funny. But make sure it's one we've never heard before. And we'll let you know if we have. Midway through the joke. I'll get my joke scroll. Right? These are all the jokes that I know. Go ahead. <laughs> so you, you keep all the jokes that you've ever heard? one I've ever heard. Oh, I'm sorry. I think that she's doing a setup to a joke. Oh, mm. oh, that's fun. I don't think I have No, that. no, I wasn't no, setting no, no. up a I'm joke. I'm very invested now. Ooh, a misdirect in the middle of the setup. <laughs> Is this a meta joke? <laughs> I think we can all agree that you are very funny and good at jokes. So let's move on to... Uh, how do you think that you would best serve the uh, Uhuru in our uh, uh, missions? Um, well, uh, as, as I said, uh, very good at keeping track of figures and, and numbers. I suppose I'm a bit of a sword nerd. What's your favorite Ooh. sword? I like a cutlass. I think it's very practical. You said sword, not car. So, <laughs> in, in terms of being a sword Nerd, are you accomplished at um, uh, sword play, or are you more of the theoretical side slash research side of uh, 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 swords? I'm uh, much more uh, theoretical. Please and, and don't, re- d- d- don't stammer. That's <laughs> something that we already have <laughs> well in stock on the ship. We wouldn't want you to, 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 to pick up on anyone else's p- p- personality traits. Uh, uh, Gable walks back in. Well, I'm sorry, what <laughs> the fuck is going on here? I'm sorry. Stop stammering. Uh, uh, uh. Bullshit! We only have mellow yellow or squirt. Did you want either one of those? Oh, why'd you say squirt? She's gonna be so horny now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll just leave all all of my squirts, Gable squirts. Also, mellow yellow makes me think of piss, which is also very horny to some people. I'll leave my mellow yellow and my piss. <laughs> oh, there it goes now. Now I'm getting horny. Okay, okay. Everyone just raise your hand if we're horny. We'll clear the air. One, two, three. It everyone on the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And uh, everyone adjourns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Neoscum. Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rockin' road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSoFly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky